Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to Friar Talk. We're here today after a 2-2 series split with the Colorado Rockies. Uh, I thought the Padres played a very good game this, this afternoon. Seth Lugo goes seven innings, allows only one run in around 90 pitches, I believe it was. So a very efficient outing for Seth Lugo. The Padres put up three runs um, off two bombs, one from Trent Grisham, first of the year, another from Xander Bogart, second of the year. And I thought it was a very good showing for the Padres this afternoon. Um, Obviously, didn't weren't able to manufacture a lot of runs, but it doesn't really matter how you get the runs. It's that you get the runs, and they did that with the bomb today, and, and they were successful in that last night. They were successful in that this afternoon. So um, very happy with, with the outcome of this series, especially because I think a lot of people were very excited to face the Rockies in the first uh, – no. <laughs> I think the Rockies were – you know, obviously a tough competition for the Padres for some reason in past years as well. Whereas maybe some people who aren't too familiar with the Padres were probably thinking, oh, nice, we get to face the Colorado Rockies. Um, that should be an easy 3-1 series win or a 4-0 series sweep. That's not how it works for the Padres. The Padres always, for some reason, the Rockies turn into the 98 Yankees whenever they play the Padres. And um, I don't know, CJ Crone and Charlie Blackman turn in to what one of our friends said on Twitter, Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. So those two were phenomenal. Those two had amazing series. And if you do daily fantasy, Charlie Blackman put up three great, three great, three or four great games. CJ Crone did the same thing. So um, yeah, if you, if you had them in daily fantasy, you probably won a couple bucks. Like I put them in daily fantasy because I knew they were playing the Padres and I knew how well they do against the Padres, but it was a, it was a fun series. Obviously the first two games weren't, very encouraging. Um, the Padres get blown out in both of them. Don't put up any runs in the second game, and that was not the that was not the Padres' offense that you kind of expected. Um, first outing for Blake Snell, it, it wasn't an efficient outing. I thought it was an okay outing. Um, command was a little off. The stuff was there. The velocity was there. It just wasn't a very efficient outing for Blake Snell. Um, allowed a couple runs, I believe, two or three in the first inning, and then Nick Martinez allows four runs. Um, Charlie Blackman goes deep off him. And I thought Nick Martinez had a pretty good outing. It's just unfortunate that that bomb from Charlie Blackman kind of clouded how well he did. Um, and then Michael Walker has a pretty solid outing, had one bad inning. And then Seth Lugo has the best outing out of all of them, surprisingly. I didn't think Lugo was going to do that. That was, that was fantastic. That was a really good outing. Curveball looked fantastic. Velocity was up on his fastball. And um, that fastball inside to McMahon, I was actually super surprised that McMahon got to that. I don't know how we got to that. He got his hands in early and and mashed it. Um, so props to McMahon, because I don't think many other hitters would have been able to get their hands in and, and take it 350 plus feet. So um, overall, a very good outing for Seth Lugo. Um, MVP of the series, arguably Xander Bogarts, uh, had a fantastic, fantastic series. Three hits in the first game, didn't do much in the second, but back-to-back -back days with home runs. Um, easily the best offensive weapon this series. Um, and unfortunately, the worst, maybe not the worst offensive weapon, but maybe the most disappointing thing about this was about this series might have been Juan Soto. Not to be concerned about Juan Soto, but the most concerning thing was the defense wasn't there the first two games and he was hitting a lot of ground balls. He hasn't really gotten anything in the air or to the warning track in these four games. Of course, there's nothing to be concerned about. It's four games. He's going to figure it out. Um, maybe the, he feels a lot of pressure just being in San Diego right now. Um, I don't know what it is, but. He's going to figure it out. Give him time. Remember, 2020, Manny Machado started off super slow. 2021, Fernando Tati started off super slow. 
both ended up getting scorching hot at one point in the season and ended up having fantastic seasons. So hopefully that is the same for Juan Soto. Just be patient because four games is not a big enough sample size to judge someone that's had a fantastic career up until this point. Whereas right now you're judging them off maybe four games. And for those that you got to keep in mind, there's going to be a lot of Padre fans that are new to baseball. There's going to be a lot of new Padre fans that don't understand the game. And so when they see someone struggling for two, three, four games, they don't understand that slumps happen. Slumps happen to the best. They happen to everyone in baseball. And it's even going to happen to one of the best hitters baseball seen in Juan Soto. He's going to end up getting scorching hot. We're going to forget this ever happened, but I mean, I'm pretty happy with the series split considering how, how the first two games went. Um, you know, and then the offense explodes in the third game, and then the pitching really helps or helped uh, help the offense today. Of course, three runs is it's okay, but allowing one run and really only one hit that you could think, oh man, that was like you know he that was a really good hit um, from McMahon. I thought they had a fantastic fantastic outing from the bullpen and from Seth Lugo. X Man is looking sharp so far. Two bombs and Grish bomb. Um, walking Lugo clutching. Yeah, of course, Xander Bogarts was probably the, the best player in this series with Grisham. Also, I, I think he hit his first home run today, but he also had a double or two this series. Um, I thought the offense looked good these past two games. The first game, they looked good as well. Second game, they got blinked. But, um, yeah, Xander Bogarts has put the, the offense on his back, I think, early. And then Haseon Kim also had three hits in that second game and, and got on today. So I thought he had a good showing as well. Early impressions are Seth Lugo will be the key fourth starter for the Padres this season. Um, I think I think the fourth starter is going to be Michael Waka. I think when Musgrove and, and, um, and Darvish come back, those are going to be your first two, followed by Snell, Snell and then Waka. And then when it comes to those days where, oh, the Padres have to play 18 games in 18 days, something like that. Then you're going to see Nick Martinez and Seth Lugo plug in for that fifth and sixth spot in the rotation because when those times come, the Padres like going to that six-man rotation. But in other days or in other series where, you know, they have breaks in between their series, um, it's going to be a competition between Nick Martinez and Seth Lugo for that fifth spot. And I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be pretty a pretty close competition. I thought Seth Lugo looked great today, and I thought Nick Martinez looked good. Um, yesterday and Nick Martinez looked good before. So um, that's going to be an important and uh, fun competition. Seth Lugo looks like he was a starting pitcher his whole career. Yeah. It, I mean, it sure didn't look like it had been many, many, many years that he hadn't made a start in the MLB because he did look really good today. I was a little concerned in the first inning. I think they got two hits off him to start, but really settled down. Um, like I said earlier, curveball looked fantastic. Velocity was up on his fastball. Location was fantastic today. Um, it was a really good outing for the Padres today. Uh, team minus 16 more games for the return of Toddy. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, everyone knows how fun that's going to be. That's going to be arguably the biggest piece the Padres could add this season. Um, missed him all of last season. Adding him back this season is going to be super fun. Was starting to heat up at the end of, um, at the end of spring training. Um, then I expect great things out of him again. I don't expect anything less than, than the normal Fernando Tatis Jr. Maybe not to start. Maybe he'll start slow, but towards, you know, when he starts heating up, starts getting comfortable, he's going to be good again. Hitters could still be adjusting to the pitch clock. I was actually surprised we didn't get too many pitch clock, pitch clock violations in this series. Um, Juan Soto did have one that ended up ending in a strikeout, which was super unfortunate because 
Um, you know, he was ahead in the count. It was 2-1. Now it's a 2-2 count. He gets a curveball. He strikes out. Um, so I think that was the only violation on the Padres, I think. Um, but I'm not sure. Please, someone correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but, yeah, it looks like they're pretty comfortable with the, with the pitch clock. Um, I, I honestly am coming around. I would love if the pitch clock was 20 seconds all around because right now what we're seeing with runners with no runners on it's um 15 seconds and with runners on it's 20. i prefer if it was just 20 all around um but i'm starting to warm up to it today's game two hours and i believe five minutes um the mariners indian sorry not indians mariners guardians game two hours 10 minutes something like that so i'll i'm coming around i, I like how fast these games are going um soto doesn't seem to be seeing the ball well right now no worries about him when he gets into the zone look out yeah, uh, I don't know what it is with Juan Soto, whether he's pulling off or he's just not getting under the ball enough, but um, no worries. I actually think Juan Soto might hit better away from Petco Park, but uh, yeah, no worries yet. Don't don't worry about him. When it gets to like, uh, if he's not hitting by mid-April, sure, be concerned, but I can almost guarantee he's going to be hitting well again by mid-April. The thing with Juan Soto, people didn't understand when we traded for him is there was this there was this uh, graph or something that, that we saw when uh, – when, um, when we traded for him, Juan Soto has some peaks and some valleys. So he, when his peak is insane. It's like 1,200, 1,300 OPS in a, like something crazy in a, in a certain time span, certain time frame. However, his valleys are what we're seeing right now or what we saw sometimes or most of the time during the, during the season with him in a party's uniform last year. So, um, you know, just remember that Juan Soto – in his time with the Nationals, wasn't an amazingly consistent hitter. But he has these stretches where he is the best hitter on the planet. Hopefully, Weathers doesn't crap the bed too much tomorrow. Still disappointed they sent Groom down. But I, I think it was just because Groom might have had more options. I'm not entirely sure. But um, I don't – yeah, obviously, Groom, numbers-wise, had a better spring training outside of the strikeouts. Uh, but whether struck out more guys in a, in a shorter time frame or in, maybe in the same amount of innings, I don't even know. But, um, I mean, let's see. Let's see. we got to wait and see, and, and hopefully it's a good outing for Ryan Weathers. But remember, it's only the fifth game of the season, so whether he does bad or not, it's all right. He's still super young. We're not hoping that he ends up becoming the superstar ace, number one in the rotation. We're just hoping to get a few good outings out of him this year, whether it be in the bullpen or in the starting rotation. What do I think about the Diamondbacks? Um... You know, I actually need to check the score right now between the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. Um, please, someone, if, if you know the score, please let me know. But I think they're a solid team. I mean, I, I kind of think they're one of those sleeper teams that, that no one's really talking about. Um, they have a solid pitching rotation. Zach Gallon was in the in the Cy Young running last year. Cattell Marte still there. Um, they just got Kyle Lewis. They just got uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. I think that's a pretty good team over there. It's a solid lineup. And I think, of course, um, if there's another team that gives the Padres fits, it's the Arizona Diamondbacks. But luckily, the Diamondbacks are coming to San Diego, and we don't have to go to the haunted house that is Chase Field in Arizona, which also is horrible for us. Um, but luckily, they're coming to San Diego. Um, obviously, Brian Weathers on the mound tomorrow against, I forgot his name, and then um, it's going to be Blake Snell, I believe, back at the top. So hopefully, we're able to split at least split against the uh, oh, the Diamondbacks split, so they won. Is that what you're saying, Mike? 
Um, but, you know, hopefully we're able to split with the Diamondbacks. Disagree. I see Lugo being more definitive in the playoffs over Waka and Martinez. That's interesting. That's very interesting. And I, I only say that, you know, Waka and Martinez are going to be a little more, or at least just Waka are going to be a little more definitive just because we haven't seen Lugo in a starting role in a long time. But my thought in the playoffs was, wow, you're going to have Nick Martinez and Seth Lugo coming out after Joe Musgrove or Blake Snell or uh, Hugh Darvish or Corbin Burns. You're going to have either of those guys coming out for another two or three innings, and then you're going to have to face either Robert Suarez, Josh Hader, Luis Garcia, Tim Hill. It's going to be a fantastic, fantastic pitching staff for the Padres, especially if they add another arm at the deadline. Did you see the Dodgers fan trying to propose to his girlfriend by, by running the field? I did. That was that was hilarious. Um, just so you know, the girl ended up saying yes. I think he got bailed out. I don't know if he went to jail. I don't know what happened, but she did end up saying yes, so congrats to that guy. Um, keep an eye on Tom Cosgrove if Morahone and Palms don't perform. Well, Morahone uh, was placed on the 60-day IL. Uh, I don't know if he's going to come back at all this year, maybe in July. Um, things are starting to look pretty pretty gloomy for, for Adrian Morahone. Pomeranz, I'm not, I, we haven't gotten any updates on him, so hopefully you're right about Cosgrove. I'm sad we won't play Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we do. We destroy Madison Bumgarner. I actually don't know who we face on. Is it Gallon? That would suck. That would suck if it's Gallon. But um, either way, I, st I have some faith that the that the Potters are going to split. But what about the Giants? Do I think they'll be a threat? Um, no, not really. I think they're going to be a threat for the sixth seed in the in the NL West, but. I think they're 86, maybe 85 win team. I just don't think they have the pitching staff. Um, I don't think their lineup is deep. Uh, that that team's going to go through some significant peaks and valleys. Um, but I don't know if they're even better than the Diamondbacks, if I'm going to be completely honest. I like the Diamondbacks lineup more. I like their pitching staff more. I truly do think the Giants are probably the fourth best team, team in the division. Um, but with that being said, I do expect them and the Diamondbacks to be competing for that last spot in the in the in the in a wild card, that sixth spot. Um, I'm happy baseball is back, but football is on my mind because of the NFL draft. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who you're a fan of, but it's a pretty deep draft this year. Um, D-backs have some speed with their young players, they will be stealing bases. Yeah, Corbin Carroll. Um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember the other names, Kyle Lewis. Tom Marte, dude, that's a good team. That is a really good team. They're going to be a fun team to watch. Even if they don't make the playoffs, that's going to be a team to watch out for next year. Nelson is tomorrow for the sna for the Snakes. I don't know about Tuesday. Yeah, I don't know about Monday or, or yeah Tuesday. Um, but I did see it was it was uh, I forgot his first name, but Nelson he had like a below two ERA last year, but it was only two games. What record do I predict after forty games? Uh shoot. I mean. This is a pretty tough stretch from April to from April to like mid-May. Um I'll go with 25. I'll go with around the same thing. 25 and 15 for the Padres after 40 games. Um just because we still gotta wait for we still gotta wait for Joe Musgrove. We're still waiting for you, Darvish. We're still waiting for Fernando Tatis. So we're still waiting on a couple guys. Azokar stealing 30 plus this year. If he gets the chance, yeah, I could see it. I think um, 
I think he could steal a lot of bags. I think Grisham could steal a lot of bags. Fernando can. I think there's a good amount of guys on this team that can steal a lot of bags. The Aztecs. I see people are talking about the Aztecs. I mean, that was amazing. I didn't get to watch the game, but everyone's talking about the buzzer beater. That's probably one of the best moments in San Diego sports. So, you know, congratulations to that team for, for making it as far as they did, because I don't think anyone um, really had them going this far. So congratulations to them for sure. It sucks the Padres and Aztecs game tomorrow are on simultaneously. Hey, man, I mean, just w watch the Aztecs. If I'm being completely honest, watch the Aztecs. That's that. That's a championship game. That's that's super important. I, I think if you're a fan of both, you should watch the Aztecs. I'm going to be watching the Padres, but if you're a fan of both, watch the Aztecs. What was our best record after 40 games? I think we broke it last year. I'm not entirely sure what our best record after 40 games was. It can't If it's not 26 and 14, I don't know what is because 26 and 14 is pretty good. And Padres teams back then weren't that good. So um, I don't know what the record is, but um, hopefully 25 and 15 after after 40 this year, if not better. Um, yeah, I mean, the pitching staff is going to be fine. I know it didn't look very good on what was it? Or I guess it hasn't looked very good. It didn't look very good the first two games, even the third game. But um, they're going to be good. I know the first game it was it was looking kind of close until Tapia came in and and they started hitting some bombs off him. Um, but, yeah, man, it's going to be super fun to watch how how, how the Padres operate this year, um, especially when they get some of their arms back. Should we be worried about Machado? No. <laughs> no. Um, why? I, I know he didn't have the best series, but, you know, it's it, like I said about Juan Soto, it's the first four games. If, if guys have a career track record of performing very well, I'm not going to – I'm not going to say, hey, you know, it's been a few games. They don't look good. I'm, I'm worried. Um, Manny is, is going to heat up. Remember that the before last year, Manny was the type of hitter that took a month or two to finally heat up. Happened in 2019. Happened in 2020. Uh, 2021, maybe a little bit of a different story, but um, I'm pretty sure he started slow there also. But Manny takes a little bit normally, except for last year. Manny was on a tear the whole year. But Manny's going to be perfectly fine. Four games in, I'm not worried. Um, this is a super deep lineup. He he is going to see some fastballs. He's going to have to see some good pitches because if they don't throw him good pitches, they're going to have to throw him to Juan Soto or Fernando Tatis or Xander Bogarts or Jake Cronenworth. So he's going to get some good pitches. He's going to heat up soon. What did I think of Campusano's performance yesterday? I thought he looked good. Um, and and maybe there's some bias here because I don't I'm not a big fan of Austin Nola. Um, but Campusano provides more power at the plate. He hit it to the outfield. I'm pretty sure on each one of, on all the contact he made, if not at least hit the ball pretty damn hard. Um, whereas we don't really get to see that too much from Austin Nola. Um, but Campusano can hit, man. He can rake. If he gets a hold of a ball, he can hit it pretty damn far. Whereas I don't think that's the case for Austin Nola. Um, if only we can combine them into one catcher, cause that'd be a pretty good catcher. But you know, unfortunately, that obviously cannot happen. Um, Camposano looked solid behind the plate yesterday, but he looked really good at the plate yesterday. Watch some of the Diamondbacks Dodgers games. Holy crap, the Diamondbacks are super effing fat, dude. That's what we were just talking about. They're a fast team, they're a good team. They're gonna be in that mix for that sixth spot in the playoffs, I think. And and not a lot of people are talking about that. Corbin Carroll is might be the fastest dude in the league right now. Um but that, that is a pretty solid team. And from what I heard or from what I saw, the Diamondbacks, yeah, the Diamondbacks split with the Dodgers. So, you know, it was a that's a good team, man. 
I like Campy. He can hit. Campy can rake. Yeah, everyone seems to be on board with Luis Camposano. Everyone likes Luis Camposano. We all know what he can do at, at the plate. It was a matter of what he can do behind the plate. That's always going to be the question for Luis Camposano. It'll be the question until he proves everyone wrong, pretty much. Am I worried about Cruz? Dude, <laughs> I was worried about Cruz before the season even started. Um, Washington, he was not good. He, he I, don't, I don't know. He only had like 10 home runs, um, way down from the 40 or 30 he hit before, but he was not good in Washington. And initially, initially, when we signed him, when I saw the up, when I saw the update that we signed him, before I even got, you know, before I was even notified that it was only for one million, I thought it was gonna be for way more. I was really disappointed. I didn't want Nelson Cruz, but then I saw it was only for one million, and I saw that he's gonna be, um, I saw he's gonna be um, platooning with Matt Carpenter in that DH spot, and I was very happy about it after all because. He might not hit the best, but the guys in the clubhouse really like him, and he's going to be a presence in the clubhouse. Everyone's going to be going to him. Um, so, I, I mean, it's only four games, like I said, and he's only been involved in two. But hopefully he's able to hit 20 home runs. I'm not asking for much. 20 home runs, hopefully around 30 for both him and Carpenter, Carpenter combined. Um, but hopefully he's able to pick it up. Bogarts, Bogarts and Bet seem so much alike. He is going to make such a difference with Fernando in our lineup when he returns. Well, Bogarts and Betts were on the same World Series team when they won. Um, both of them were cornerstones for that for that Red Sox franchise. So I can see how you may think they are alike, and, and I can see it as well. Um, Betts is obviously probably quite a bit better, but, I, I mean, it, Bogarts is such a fun player. Um he wasn't going to get talked about as much just because of the core four. You're thinking Fernando Tatis at one point was the face of baseball and he could become, and I show he's going to gonna steal that thunder, but he could become the face of the national league. Um, Manny Machado just put up an MVP type season last year. Juan Soto is the Ted Williams of today's generation. So the odd man out is going to be Xander Bogarts. But um, as of right now, he's really cementing himself as he's going to be a great clubhouse leader but he's going to cement himself as, as one of the cornerstones of this Padres team exactly uh Jaron has it right Jaron has it absolutely right do not worry about any Padres player after only four games especially if they have a track record of being good um Carpenter yeah Carpenter looked good man I mean I, I like the at-bats that he put up obviously he had a double down the line brought in some runs yesterday but yeah man he, he also did look good at the plate Cruz is going to help the ball club more sharing wisdom on the bench than off it. Hope I'm wrong, but no, I, I completely agree with you. And that's why the signing is okay for a million dollars. And um, I think, I think he's going to be very helpful getting the Padres to where they want to go. He might not be the best at the plate. He might not hit 40 home runs the way he used to, but he, he's going to be a helpful resource for this, for, for this Padres team that's trying to get to where they want to go. Whereas he's been to where they want to go. Um, and, and he has the experience to help these young guys. Grisham is pushing Carpenter for the best stash. I don't know, Mike. I don't know, man. Um, nah, I'm just kidding. I, I agree with you. Actually, I'm starting to like Grisham's stash now that I think about it. Um, but they, they train in the offseason together, so I can see how they're kind of in competition for, with, uh, with their stashes. But Grisham's is coming in. Um, Bogarts is flashing earlier than Trey Turner. I think Bogarts is well. Bogarts was going to be a steal of a signing no matter what. Twenty-five million AAV, and yeah, it's for an extended period of time. It's for eleven years, 
But at 25 million, he's only making two, one and a half, like something like that. One and a half or two million more than Javier Baez, who's not a very good baseball player. Um, so Bogarts was going to be, Bogarts is going to be a steal, was going to be a heck of a signing no matter what. Um, but Trey Turner, he's going to come around for the Phillies. Bro, I legit could be your twin. I'd love to know how. I'd love to know how. I, I mean, if I could see you, I'd love to, just to see if my long-lost twin is somewhere out there. Because I have a twin, um, but he looks nothing like me. So no one's going to think he's actually my twin. Uh, <laughs> so that, that that's funny that you say that. If Manny were to grow a stash, oh, my God, breaking tea would make a fortune. Sure, I'd buy that shirt. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. Manny came in with kind of a weird haircut. He looked, I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't like it, but when he grows it back out, it'll be fine. But I don't know. I like Grisha's stash so to look better. Carps is too generic. That That's true. Grisham has kind of like that old Western thing going on, which is kind of cool. I didn't even get to talk about the Cronenworth extension. Thank you, CV. It's great. It's great. For those of you who don't know, Jake Cronenworth got extended. You probably do know. Um, Jake Cronenworth got extended. Seven years, 80 million, around 11.5 million AAV. Um, fantastic. I love it. Cronenworth's numbers might not show that he's the best at the plate, but last year I believe had a 730 OPS. Year before had pretty damn close to an 800. Um, now he's not going to hit. 30 home runs. He's not going to be that type of player, but what he is, he is a two-time all-star, um, has an amazing glove, doesn't get enough recognition for how great of a glove he has, um, made some pretty great plays today at first base. He's going to be a fantastic first baseman because of his athleticism, and at the plate, he constantly puts, puts up competitive at-bats. He constantly puts the ball in play. I mean, Jay Cronenworth is a fantastic ball player, and he's worthy of every every penny that he got. Um, he's super clutch. He came up clutch last year in arguably the most important game in Padres history against the Dodgers. Um, and that might be one of the best hits in Padres history as well. It might be the best. So um, Jay Cronenworth, super worthy of that extension. And I'm so happy to have him around for, I believe it's seven, eight more years. Um, and hopefully I can get his jersey sometime soon. Did I talk about Soto already? Yeah, I kind of did. Don't worry about him. Um, he has a track record of I mean, first off, he has a track record of being a damn good hitter. So that itself is no is a reason to not worry about Juan Soto. Also, he has a track record of having peaks and valleys throughout his career. He goes through these major slumps, but at his peak, in a certain time frame, you're going to see, oh, Juan Soto in his last 20 games has a 11 or 1,200 OPS with this amount, this many home runs. Like His peaks are insane, and his valleys can be pretty low. Um but he's he's an amazing hitter, man. Just be patient. Be patient because, remember, 2020, Manny Machado had a slow start to the season. 2021, Fernando Tatis had a slow start to the season. Jay Cronenworth had a pretty slow start to the season last year, too, if I remember correctly. And then this year, it's Juan Soto. So hopefully he's able to break out of that here soon because I fully expect him to be um, an MVP type, an MVP candidate. Um, and a lot of his candidacy or his favoritism in the MVP ballot was – dependent on how's he going to bounce back on defense because last year was a i mean believe it or not it was a down year defensively um so so much of his um favoritism for the mvp award was reliant on how's he going to improve on defense um is he going to go back to normal and if he does 
you're going to see him in that in that in contention for that award. Do I think a Soto extension happens this year? He's looking for a home in Coronado. <sighs> Man. Um, I'm going to say no. I don't think a Soto extension happens this year. I want to say it's going to happen during the offseason um, after this year. However, if it does happen this year, um, it's going to be super exciting. I think the Padres are really looking to lock up the core right now. And and Soto's kind of the missing piece. He's kind of the last piece to get locked in. I mean, Hassan Kim, you can say as well, or Blake Snell, whoever the hell you want to say, but Juan Soto is a major piece. Do I think the Cronin God extension will hurt the Padres from signing future free agents? No, not at all. Keep in mind, that $11 million is not going to be, you know, it's like, it's going to be, it's going to be worth less and less year by year. As the luxury tax goes up, that $11 million is not going to hurt as much. He's probably making the same amount um, next year as he was going to make an arbitration. So, I mean, it's a great deal, man. It's a it's an amazing deal for the Padres. It's an amazing deal for Cronenworth. Um, and I don't see it impacting the, the Padres at all. If anything, I see it helping the Padres because that's not a lot of money to give to him. And because it's showing that, hey, look, if you come over here and and you're a good player, you put up good numbers in the past and you're going to put up good and we think you're going to put up good numbers in the future, we're going to reward you. And um, I mean, I think if you're a free agent, you would be dumb to not at least look at the Padres as an option to to play for. So I think this helps the Padres in the free agency department saying, hey, look, we're willing to give you this big contract if 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 you're willing to come here and play for us and make us a contender for years to come. Um, I think it helps the Padres. Soto looks like he's pressing right now. Yeah, I, I, I kind of think the same thing. Um, I don't really know if it's mechanics or, or what it was, but I also think he's pressing. I think there's just some some uh, uh, some nerves because he's in a new uniform on opening day for the first time. And at a young age, that might hurt. That Not hurt, but that might be a little nerve-wracking. But give him time. He's going to ball out. Um, let's see. Does Crone get getting extended mean Merrill is a trade piece? I don't think that means Merrill is a trade piece. I think it more so means that he's now a little more expendable or a little more flexible. Um, because look, I know everyone wants to keep Jackson Merrill, or maybe you don't, I don't know. But if the right piece becomes available at the deadline, if Corbin Burns becomes available at the deadline, if you know any starting pitcher that's good becomes available at the deadline. You got to look to move on from Jackson Merrill, um, and and not because I don't like Jackson Merrill. I think he's a great player, but at the end of the day, they're just prospects. You can rebuild the farm. You can um, get a new shortstop. The Padres get a freaking shortstop in the first round like every year of the draft. So that's not that's no biggie. You got Kim locked up for another few years. You just locked up Cronenworth. You locked up Xander Bogarts. Manny's locked up. Um, Fernando's locked up. There's a lot of players, keep in mind, those are a lot of shortstops or infielders that are locked up for years to come. So I don't think he becomes a major trade piece. I don't think the Padres have the intention to trade him, but I think the Padres are going to explore the possibility of trading him if the right piece is available. Uh, do I think Tim Hill has a decent chance for... <laughs> no. <laughs> That, that's funny. No, Tim Hill's actually my favorite guy out of the bullpen, though. So, I mean, I, I wish he did. Um, I love Tim Hill. 
Let's see. I wouldn't give Soto an extension right now. We should be focused on what they can control now and get to the World Series. I'd give Soto an extension whenever, if I'm being completely honest. But like I said, I don't really see it happening um, until the season's over. Do I think the Padres will trade Jackson Merrill? No. or uh, Depends on who becomes available. Do I think we'll sign Josh Hader? He loves San Diego. Let's, you know, let's get that out of the way. It seems like he loves being here in San Diego. However, I don't think the Padres have the intention of bringing back Josh Hader after this year. Um, just because Robert Suarez is, has closer stuff. Um, there's going to be closers that become available. Relievers are very easy to, to gain. Um, so I don't, or to acquire, whether it be at the deadline or free agency, they're super easy to acquire. And as much as I would love to have Josh Hader, I just don't know if the Padres, and you know, finishing my sentence, I don't know if the Padres have them in their plans. However, AJ Preller loves Josh Hader. For those of you who don't know, he was trying to acquire Josh Hader for like a good two or three years before we finally got him. So it's no surprise that we acquired him, and I would not be surprised if we extended him. Um, but I just don't know if that's really in their plans to, to extend the closer. Do I think it's realistic we make a move for Corbin Burns? I don't see why it wouldn't be. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Um, Corbin Burns puts your rotation over the top. Corbin Burns goes turns into the ace of your rotation. He goes up against Max Freed. He goes up against... Um, Max Scherzer or uh, Justin Verlander. He goes up against, uh, you know, Julio Urias. That's the guy you want on the mound against those guys that you're going to have to face. You know, last year um, we had you Darvish, Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove carry us um, throughout the playoffs, and that's how it should be. They did fantastic, and I'm not saying that I don't want those guys on the bump, but if you have a chance to acquire someone like Corbin Burns for Jackson Merrill and some, you should do it. And reason being, you have Corbin Burns for this year and you have him for next year, I believe. So I think you have much more to gain out of acquiring Corbin Burns than you have to lose. And from what we've seen, the Brewers are the type of team you, you might not have to give up too much. And, and that's the thing is you don't really want to be in competition with the Dodgers or the Cardinals or any other team that has a solid um, farm system at the trade deadline because your farm system was depleted is now not necessarily depleted, but it's very top heavy. Whereas in past years, we were able to acquire guys with not only the top prospects, but the mid-level prospects because they'd be higher level prospects on other teams. That's not the case right now. So hopefully we're not in competition for anyone with anyone for Corbin Burns, if he does become available, but if, if he is available, the Padres are going, are going after him. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying, do I think it's realistic? I'm not saying I think they should. I'm saying I know that they're going to go after Corbin Burns. Uh, let's see. Do I think the Padres will lose their first place in the West spot ever going forward? Yeah, yeah, I do think they will, at least in April and May. Um, the Dodgers are a good team. The Diamondbacks, maybe they're not good come June or July or onward, but they're a solid team. Um I mean, you see rankings or, or you see um, standings fluctuate all throughout the season. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think they will. Um, <laughs> hey, worth noting that a former Padre did not hurt us in the first game back against us. Dude, let me tell you, I thought Profar was going to go like two for four, two doubles, two RBIs. 
um, makes this insane diving catch, hubs with someone at the plate, steals a bag. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was very shocked that he didn't end up really doing any sort of damage. But nonetheless, the guys that did do the damage are super expected, and I'm super thankful we don't have to play the Diamondbacks more than a few more times. I think it's like six more times, seven more times. Thank God, because Crone and Blackman destroy us. And for some reason, uh, what was the first pitcher's name? Marquez, he does good against us too. Do I like X at leadoff? I don't, to be honest. He seems a better fit at the four hole. I like him in either the leadoff or the four hole. I don't think it's a right or wrong. Um, he's been always been solid at getting on base, and he's always been a good, a great hitter. He can hit for average, and uh, that that's the type of hitter I like at the leadoff spot. But with that being said, when Fernando comes back. There's some sort of different, and Bob Melvin even said it, there's something different about having Fernando at that leadoff spot. It's electrifying. It's fun. He's the he's the, he's the the table setter. And that's the kind of guy you want at leadoff. And I'm not saying that's not Xander Bogarts. However, Xander Bogarts in either spot, you can't go wrong with either of them. You can either have him get on all the time and have Fernando get a bunch of RBI opportunities, or you can have Xander, who hits for a high average, get all those RBI opportunities. So I don't think it's a right or wrong. Going to take Merrill and three other top-level prospects to snatch Burns away from other contending clubs. That, that's kind of what I'm thinking, too, and, and that's kind of why I hope that we're not in contention with many other clubs to get him. But that's not to say I don't think the bodies will try. Let's see. Probably just going to answer a few more questions, wrap it up. Um Let's see. I prefer X at leadoff over Tatis. And yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't think you're right or wrong. I think uh, it's a matter of preference for, for you, but I, I don't, uh, I think there's pros, nothing but pros for, for both of them in the leadoff spot. I think Dylan Lesko and Robbie Snelling, and, and that's funny that, you know, that's good that you bring them up in particular, because I don't think, I think Snelling might, might be, um might have to be in the package if we were to get Burns, but Lesko, I don't see Lesko going anywhere. Cruz won't finish this season on the roster. That's um, mm, I think he will. I think he'll finish the season on the roster just because he brings everyone likes him. He's a he's a leader in the clubhouse. And whether he hits 20, 30 bombs or not, I think he's gonna be important in getting us where we want to go. Burns or Nola Burns. Just because Burns has another year of control. HSK should be lead off against lefties. Oh, okay. Until Tatis is back. I'm okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. No, I agree. That's a good one too. Um, he gets on base. He got we went three for three the other day. Yeah, that's that's a good uh that's a that's a good take, I think. Catalyst. Did I say catalyst? I don't know what we're talking about. Um <laughs> Honestly, I like how our rotation is looking. Yeah, it, it looks good, especially when Darvish and uh, when Darvish and Musgrove come back. It's gonna look real good. We could go mid tier and grab Luzardo from the Marlins. Yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm not opposed to that. I mean, the Padres. It's not like they really need an ace. It's not like they need a Corbin Burns or Aaron Nola. It's that we just need somebody. Just because I'm I'm kind of scared. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of scared of. Um, relying on Lugo or Martinez for a whole season. Um, so I'd really like if we acquired another arm. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense, Jaron. Or Jaron, sorry. 
um four years of control that's that's a long time and and who knows maybe maybe the marlins won't be in contention i don't think they built that great of a team um so uh, maybe luzardo does become available all right let's do let's see whatever questions you guys got left let's do two or three more questions whatever you guys want it doesn't even have to be baseball i don't really care um two or three more questions whatever you guys want and then i'm gonna go ahead and head out <clears throat> how about those aztecs yeah i talked about them a little earlier man it, it's actually really crazy because i mean you look at you look at everyone else's brackets and i don't really think many people had them making the making the sweet 16 the elite eight or the final four let alone going to the championship for those of you who listen to ben and woods actually <laughs> woods kid bo bo woods um he actually had san diego state yeah a five-year-old or four-year-old i don't know how old he is but he had san diego state going to the going to the championship i think he had him winning it so um that's honestly super funny but man what a what a great what a great time you know if you went to sdsu or if you're or if you're an Aztecs fan i mean that's so fun um to see that team go because especially because you guys were robbed of 2020 or was it 2020 I think it was 2020 where the Aztecs might have been favored to win it, if not be one of the favorites to win the whole thing. They had a really good team that year, and uh, it's good to see that this team is is uh, in the spot that that other team was supposed to be in. And not saying this team shouldn't be there. They're fantastic. They're super fun to watch. I've watched two or three of their games. Super fun to watch in March Madness. Um, but, yeah, man, they're good. Tell Matt and Chase they're fired. I want to say they're both at work right now, and I didn't want to really wait. I kind of just wanted to get it over with um, to, so that way I could go on with the rest of my day. But, um, yeah, I want to say they're at work right now. Does Matt Stash match up? No, you, that's a great question. Oh, hold on. Sorry. No, it doesn't. Matt, if you're listening to this, I, I could just text him. What am I saying? Um Let's challenge Matt to, to grow it out, to grow out the mustache until until it gets to that level. Let, let's uh, let's ask Matt to do that. Let's say um, what what incentive can we give him to do that? Think of the incentive and uh, think of the incentive and we'll try and get him to grow that grow that thing out for hopefully a few months. So when can we expect to get our normal rotation of Darvish, Joe, Snell in order? Joe's expected to be back April 11th and um, and uh joe's expected to be back yeah april 11th and darvish should be back i think this week i'm pretty sure i'm not sure to be completely honest um but yeah from what i remember joe musgrove supposed to be back april 11th around that time where's matt and chase how's your guys internet bro the internet stuff has been kind of tough for those of you for those of you who live in san diego and have to use cox internet they suck they suck um but I'm, I'm gonna hopefully call this week and be able to get that get that processed. But with that being said, um, doesn't look like there's any other questions. So with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in. It was a it was a solid weekend for the Padres. One of the good starts of their week, but ended up very very good on Saturday and Sunday, putting up nine runs against the Rockies, beating them nine to five, nine to four. No, sorry, eight runs against the Rockies, um, eight to four, I believe it was, or eight to five, winning today, three to one after. A fantastic start from Seth Lugo. Fantastic start for Xander Bogarts. Solid start for Hassan Kim. And overall, um, a solid weekend for the Padres, splitting with the Colorado Rockies. And um, 
coming up next with the Arizona Diamondbacks. So we'll have a stream out for you guys, whether it's before or after that series. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day.